Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell here with my dear friend, Tracy Reynolds. And Tracy, we're here to talk next step leadership. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to have these conversations with oh, you. Oh, man. This is so much fun. I cannot believe we're on episode seven already. Mm. Seems like just minutes ago. Yeah. Well, again, it's an honor. And, um, you know, it's, we ended uh, the last conversation um, by talking about moving, uh, what to carry with you, what to leave behind. Um, I can remember um, when we were moving uh, from one house to another house down the street, and we mentioned that in the in the last show. But there there were a, a couple of times that my friends, who are much better at uh, building things and and taking things apart and putting them back together, uh, me saying much better. People who know me know that I, I can't do it at all. So if they can do it at all, they are already much better than me. But there were a couple of times when one of my friends would just look at me and say, no, we've got this. Mm. And, you know, isn't that a way to lead is, is just trusting others and believe, you know, they, they have this. I, I don't need to yeah. mess with it. Yeah. I need to focus my attention on the other parts of the moving the other parts of the enduring, the other parts of the adjusting and shifting and changing, and let those that are much better at that than I am, let them let them take care of that. They can tear it apart and put it back together. It doesn't need to be my job. Oh, that's so good. I was thinking about your movie the other day and a conversation we had, Chris, that was just so powerful. Um, we were texting back and forth, and if you don't know us, guys, we text back and forth sometimes 6 o'clock in the morning or earlier, and I remember you were you were you didn't ask me to pray, but I knew what you're asking me. You said, man, this is going to be tough. And what you meant by that was you've been in this other house, what, 15 years? Yeah. And a lot of memories there, a lot of child. I mean, you guys had done a lot. that, And you're just three houses down the road. You can see the old house from the, the new house. But there was some grief that was going to be there. And I appreciated that you uh, – my first thought was, man – and I remember it was just a sweet couple texts back and forth, but I, I so knew, man, this is, and I did, I prayed for you, man. Yesterday morning when I woke up, uh, or Saturday morning, you were doing this, and I, I thought, man, let me just pray for you. And about that time, you texted me, and he said, man, is this really happening? And I was like, yeah, but you had a different feel that day. You were yeah. confident, you were on it, and I, I mm-hmm. knew you were going to be all right. Well, that's an interesting uh, statement that you made there, Tracy, because uh, often we do move in life. You know, I'm not just talking about from house to house, or, but we, we move and shift from where we have been to where we're going for negative reasons. You know, our motives are not right. And often that word that you mentioned earlier, grief, is a part of that. Yeah. Um, moving on in the way that we are encouraging it in Next Step Leadership is, is let's move forward and do what, what we need to do, what we are called and gifted and equipped to do. What we're challenging people to not do is to move on to try to get away from that. That may be difficult, but we are there to endure. And grief, 
I believe is not talked about enough in our yeah. circle. Um, it, it, I mean, j- just think of this phrase I'm getting ready to say, and people are going to like, Ugh. preparing for death, preparing for the death of loved ones. That's, mm. that's tough to even say, yeah. to think about. Yeah. But we know about death. Tracy? Oh, man. I, uh, grief is not just relegated or restricted to just death. I mean, I think being able to, to recognize what you were going through the other day is, is a part of a natural grief process. And I mean, Kubler-Ross did us all a favor with her thoughts on grief. And, and of course, she's much more experienced at that. But, uh, but I've seen it again and again where you, you first kind of deny. You just you don't think, it, like, like you said, you were kidding. Is this really happening? We both knew it was really happening. And we kidded about that. But you know, then there's this whole thing of, well, then you're angry because you get the sense of loss. And, and then you're kind of bargaining, trying, well, if you'll do this, and we pray those, God, if you'll do this, if you only heal them, God, then, then we'll be okay with that. Then I'll do that. you know. And then there's this whole time when we start to begin to, to accept it and get to the point where we can, can move on in a healthy way. I remember when my father passed away. No, we had 14 months to prepare for that. And I'll never, uh, I was kind of taking my cues from my dad. We, we, we realized in about one day's time that my father had had some, some uh, we thought there were fainting spells or seizures, and he blacked out, and it was really scary. And I caught him a couple times and ended up being transported to the hospital from the doctor's office. And within a matter of hours, he transferred to, to Athens from Winder. And we found out that he had a glioblastoma, multiform, a grade four. It was the worst of the worst of brain tumors. And they basically said he's got nine to 14 months to live. And I remember looking at my dad just after I was in the room when the doctor came in with that that that, that prognosis. And everybody left, and he, my daddy wanted to talk to his pastor for just a minute. And they, well, he basically did. The doctor gave him a, he said, now, we can do surgery on this. You can either play this out. It's terminal. It's going to take your life one way or the other. And he said, or you can get time. He says, I'm, he's, and the guy looked, I'll never forget this doctor. He was, he said, I'm really good at this. And he said, I'm pretty sure that we can extend your life. And he says, you'll probably, I can't guarantee it, you'll probably have a really good quality of life. But if we don't do this, you're going to be gone in about six weeks. And so he ran us all out of the room. And my dad talked to his pastor. We came in. It wasn't three or four minutes later. And, probably, and he said, and my dad said, I want life. I want time. I want time. It's thumbs up to the surgery. Well, that kind of set the pace for that my dad lived 14 months from the day of diagnosis to the day he died. And he had not one but two surgeries. It went so well the first time. He was in and out of ICU in three days. And uh, it was unbelievable. Now, there were some losses. He couldn't uh, remember short-term well enough to do the job that he had done. But that was okay. He didn't need to work that job anymore anyway. He, so he retired. They honored him. And, and we had to get re- used to my dad you know, being at home and doing what he did. But man, we had nine glorious months together before he got sick again. And we kind of had to you know, have another surgery. And, you know, and then it was a different story. But learning to deal with the impending loss of my father was, um, it was an honor. 
uh, it's hard to explain, but I feel so grateful looking back 23, 24 years later Mm -hmm. that we had this opportunity to walk through that together. And my dad, um, he was amazing. He was just able to, to at, at 65 years of age, to say, you know, well, I've had a good life, and, and I'm just grateful for that. And I never heard him complain. I never heard him whine. And other than just a few times when we cried together, it was, it was so good. Hmm. Well, I thank you for being honest with us and telling that story. Uh, I, I can just tell listening to you, there's so many good parts of the story, but there's the grief yeah. that you're talking about. Um, Tracy, I really like the way you said this earlier about, uh, you know, we usually associate grief with stories like the one you just told. Um, you know, I think of my mom dying when I was 19 years old and, and then my dad passing away, uh, last year. And then, uh, there's just so many funerals uh, that you and I could tell stories about and the people who were there and, um, just sad stories, but also those times where they, uh, ended their lives well, mm-hmm. um, and then helping families through the grief process of the loss of a loved one or a dear friend. But again, as you said, grief can be related to many other categories of life. I'm thinking about people listening to this. They they hear what this is titled "Next Step Leadership," and they're already turned off because they wanted they they took <laughs> a risk to take the next step that they felt like they were supposed to take. They wanted to be a leader. They were, they, were, they were trusting a leader or leaders, and they took that next step, and it did not go well for them. Mm-hmm. And they are grieving the loss of a job, mm-hmm. of a career, of a dream, of this, as we like to call it, this vision that, that yeah. God has given them. How, how can someone who's facing that learn to live with loss? Mm. Wow, what a great question. Uh, well, here's just a, a statement about grief in general. I just don't think there are a lot of rules. Mm. So I, I guess this is going to sound so ridiculous to say it, but, but I'm going to say it. Grieve. Yeah. Don't put it off. Somebody once said, God never wastes pain. I believe that's true, Chris. It's too precious a commodity. Now, I'm not saying that God creates pain because he's some kind of masochist or sadist. No, but there's the value in that pain. So the first thing I have to do is embrace it. Mm-hmm. Embrace that, not deny it. See, denying means I'm acting like it's not happening when, like you said, is this happening? Well, yeah, this is happening. Um, and coming to terms, honestly, with my sense of loss. And somebody said, you know, hey, man, God doesn't fall off the throne when I admit my feelings. Yeah. When my brother was killed, I was angry. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like such a waste. But quickly, I reminded my, well, quickly, quickly meaning weeks, Um, maybe not as quickly as I should have, but God didn't reject me because I didn't understand But I began to later see a bigger picture and realize that God didn't waste pain. He used that to do so many good things. But right now, the best I could do is just own it and say, you know, Lord, right now I'm angry. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. God, I went whole hog into this. I thought this was my next step. I thought this was my dream, my vision, and it's not working out. 
man, sometimes just owning that. Because for right now, all I can see is like, you know, I'm driving my car down the road at night and my, my headlights only go, you know, so many yards in front of me, but I can only see, I can't see around the corner, but all I can see is this and it's dark and it's lonely and I, and I don't feel like I'm reaching my destination. Well, God has a different perspective on that, but the best I can do right now is just, oh, thank God, right now it just feels like I'm losing, like, uh, Man, it's not working out. This is not the gig I thought I was signing up for. What's up with that? So I would say the first thing is get honest with yourself and with God. Yeah. Own it. Put words around it. Put language around it. And to that trusted friend, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank God that I've got a Chris Maxwell that, that loves Jesus and loves me enough to let me be real. And maybe they don't have a friend like that. They may have to go to a counselor, but man, I got to have somebody that I can just offload this. And if I don't have a person, you can know that you can go to God and be honest to God. Yeah. And Tracy, think about the Psalms, uh, so many portions of the Bible. It's it's like confessions of grief. Uh, the Psalms are not just praise and worship songs. <laughs> it, it's times of hurt, anger, uh, and and you can you can almost see the grief process occurring in the poetic rhythm of psalms in in the anger and the in the fear and the doubt but then the belief and the, the confessions and the praise and the hope they all need to come together in this life of yeah. wounds uh, I, I just want to thank you for being honest and in, in mentioning that I, I i can tell even as you were talking about it talking about your brother you know that particular story that that still hurts People often ask, well, how long did it take you to get over the hurt? And, and they may be referring to a particular situation. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'll let you know if I ever do get over it <laughs> exactly. completely. Because, you know, there's much hurt that we carry with us. But we learn to uh, endure with others helping us and guiding us instead of avoiding it. Um, th- th- think about it this way. Are, are you willing to talk about it? If you are, who are you most comfortable talking about that situation yeah. with? Um, and if it's if it's related uh, to the loss of a loved one, um, see it as a loss. Uh, we can use in our Christian language of faith that we will be together again, but be careful about using that too quickly, uh, mm-hmm. where we just glance in, into the future and we fail to grieve in a healthy way in the present. Yeah. We need both of those. We need this yeah. future hope and this this hope of glory, that believing of eternal life. That's 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 good news. But the bad news is they are not here beside us now. Right. And and, and so let's let's deal with that. Let's deal with the pain and the loneliness. And then as it as it happens in other ways as we mentioned earlier, uh, maybe related to a to a job, to a career. Uh, we discussed in one of our other episodes about missionaries and just the excitement that, that I felt watching these these young people become missionaries and some of those who are not as young but have been missionaries over decades and they're still faithful. What about those who sensed a call from God, they gave it a try, they, they went in that direction, yep. but it didn't work out for them. Uh, we want them to still be able to take a next right. step. Do not let the steps from the past and the pain that might come with those steps from the past keep you from taking the next steps that you should take right now. Mm. You know, I I believe that the tragedy would be if it didn't matter. Mm. Think about that. 
It does matter. Yui, we have suffered loss here. We've lost something. Maybe it's a relationship. I, I will never forget the night that my buddy Terry and his family moved to the Philippines. They were making a two-year commitment and saying goodbye to them and packing their things up. It was horrible. Even though they knew they were stepping into the next deal, there was grief even in that. There was joy and there was grief. Well, you know, someone said to me, it's not always going to hurt as badly as it hurts today. And let's just think about that. It's not always going to hurt as profoundly as it does today. If we can just hang on, let God begin to slowly bring some light back into our lives, slowly but slowly but slowly, as we embrace it and walk through it, kind of at the speed of the Holy Spirit as He takes us through it, Chris. Hmm. So often in our culture, we neglect the medicine of tears. Let's cry well uh, and have deep conversations and, and let them be intentional. Uh, and even those times when it's not intentional, where we don't plan it, uh, that it's just some statement that was made that we did not expect for it to cause us to feel a particular way. But it did, and we did, and it caused it. We felt that way, but then we can talk about it. Yeah. And Tracy, you know that that for me, journaling is so important. Mm. And uh, I want us to give some assignments today before we end, okay? Um, Love it. Uh, those of you who are listening, um, here, here are your assignments. Uh, Tracy and I want you to take some time to uh, identify those areas uh, where you have been hurt. Maybe from the distant past and you never grieved. Mm. Or maybe you, you did a little bit, but you didn't grieve well. Um, write, a, write a little story about that. What happened to you? Why did it hurt you? How deeply are you still hurt? How, how is your present life affected by that past pain? What steps can you take to move on now? How, how can this pain be a positive in your life now? See, those are healthy questions that we all should be asking. <laughs> I'm, going to be, I'm going to be journaling about that myself. I think it would be good for all of us because we don't need to stay right where we are and be held back by the grief. Let's be healed. Yes, maybe slowly, but let's be healed as we are hearing an invitation from our true leader who is saying to us, yeah, some of those last steps were rough. They were difficult. But you are called by me today to take the next step. Yeah. Well, if we believe that's coming from God, Tracy, our hope is that for each of us, the next step will be the best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. 
We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Step.